I had been given plenty of time to do the assignment. It was in the syllabus from day one as we started the class. We'd been told about this assignment. We had been prepared for it. We'd talked about it in class. And now I found myself the night before it was due and I had written nothing. This was the big paper, the big project for the class and I was woefully unprepared for the next day. I'd done a little bit of research, so I hadn't not done anything, but I hadn't started to put any of it together. So I sat there at my computer at night and I began to work. You can probably relate to this experience, procrastination. Right? We all do it. We find ourselves intending to start on a project and then we put it off. And we delay. And we delay. And then right before the deadline we, we get to work and sometimes we can pull it off and other times we can't. In the case of me that night in college, I didn't get much sleep, hardly any sleep that night. I got about an hour and I walked to class and I handed him my paper and I'm so tired and so groggy and I actually got a decent grade on the paper amazingly which didn't help me avoid procrastinating as much in the future but you're used to procrastinating right this is something that, that we do uh, there are so many things in life for me personally I open up mail and then I don't sort it it just sits there on top of our table and, and Sarah, I hear her <laughs> affirming the reality of this procrastinating. Uh, or, or magazines that arrive in the mail. Oh, the recorder's here. I'm going to look at that. Yeah, okay. I'll... And then it sits there and I don't read it. I don't look at it for a very, very long time. What are some things that you procrastinate about? If you're watching on Facebook or or, or where YouTube, you can put that in the chat if you feel like it. Sometimes um, washing dishes. Do you ever let dishes build up in the sink? Procrastinate. Yeah, I'm going to wash these things. Ah, I can't wash them now because the dishwasher is full, so it's clean and, and uh, haven't emptied it yet. We put things off. Laundry. Many people put off laundry for a future time waiting and waiting, cleaning your room, going to bed at night, getting up in the morning. I'll get up later, hit the snooze button. Again and again, we're used to it. What about buying gas fuel for your car? I'll do that later. And then you find yourself critically low. I was driving to a speaking appointment midweek. I was going to be preaching and I ran out of diesel. I'm on the side of the road had to get to a meeting. I'm going to be preaching in a prophecy seminar. And there I am. Had to run to the nearest house and knock on the door. Can you help me? Because I put off putting fuel in my car. We put off health choices. Yeah, I'm going to get my health in order, but I'll do it later. I'll get my exercise later. I'll walk the dog later. I'll start eating right later. A lot of these smaller issues we can kind of get away with procrastinating and, and putting off till the future. 
but a lot of them will come back to catch up to us. A lot of things that we procrastinate will really cause some serious issues. Like, like tying your, your shoelaces, for example. You may trip and break your nose if you put that off for later. It happens to people. Uh, you can put off eating for a while, but if you don't eat, eventually you're going to die. Or drinking water. Good reminder. If you don't drink water, well, like me, your throat will get dry and then you'll have a coughing fit on camera. And that's not good, but eventually you could die if you don't drink water. You can't put that off forever. What about feeding your pets? Ooh, you can't put that off. What if you had a pet lion? Put that off? People have been talking about lions and tigers in the media these days. You got to be careful with your animals. You need to feed them on time. Changing the oil in your car, fixing your brakes could cost your life if you put it off for too long. You know, I heard about a guy in college who put off brushing his teeth. Didn't like to brush his teeth, just put it off and eventually part of his tooth fell off one day. Don't let me know if that's happened to you. I, I do not want to know. But, but those kinds of things happen. Sometimes people don't want to change the batteries in their smoke detectors. That can be deadly. Or going to the doctor to get something checked out. It could save your life to get things checked out. Maybe you've got something that needs to be addressed early on. So, so you can see that there are some things, opening your mail, okay. Um, you can put that off a little bit. Washing your dishes, you can put that off a little bit. But other things in life, you ought not to put off. I remember there was this guy, he was like 95, 96, friend of mine. I used to stay with him when I was traveling through the area. And I kept on thinking to myself, you need to call him. Give him a call. See how he's doing. He's a really old man. See how he's doing. And then one day I found out he passed away. And I regretted not calling him when I thought I should. Because it would have been nice to talk to him one last time. Some things are too important to put off to the future. Asking for forgiveness. Granting forgiveness. You may not always have those opportunities. Calling loved ones, letting them know that you love them, that you care for them. Essential things. Spending time with your children on a daily basis, being a good parent to them. You can't put that off without experiencing consequences. Making amends with people. Don't put that off. The risks are far too great. So in life, there are some things we just shouldn't put off. Pablo Picasso, the famous painter, he said, only put off that which you would be okay dying with and not having it be done. So if there's something that you say, you know what, if I died and that wasn't finished, I'm okay with it, then, then maybe that's something that's okay to put off for another day. But if there's something that you realize if you died or they died and you didn't take care of it, you know that's essential. You need to take care of it. The Bible talks in several places about the importance of today. Today. A couple verses here. 
I'll read to you 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. The Apostle Paul there says, Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. Paul says salvation is too important to put it off. Today's the day. Don't delay when it comes to your salvation. Isaiah, in the Old Testament, chapter 55, verses 6 and 7. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. In other words, now is a good opportunity to get closer to God, to reconnect, to repent of your sins. Now is the time. Don't put it off, Isaiah says. While God's near, while it's easy, seek him. I bet some of you are thinking you wished you hadn't put off that Costco trip to buy toilet paper and paper towel and essentials because now we're struggling with some of those things. And again, I've said this before, if you're struggling and you need stuff, we have people volunteering to to give you things if you need some of those essentials. But Isaiah says, now is the time. Paul says, now is the time. Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Or then in Hebrews, Hebrews 3 verse 15, it says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. If you can hear God speaking to you today, then today's the day you need to respond to that. Don't put it off. Joshua 24, verse 15. Choose for yourselves at a future day whom you will serve, Joshua said. I'm just messing with you. What does it say there? Choose for yourselves tomorrow. Thanks, Clary. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Joshua said, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Scripture says, don't put off the most important decisions, and that's the decisions for God. You know, there there are times and seasons in life. In the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, that wise man, writing this book at the end of his life, probably. He he said there's a time for a lot of different things. A time for birth, a time for death, a time for planting, a time for sowing. And no, I'm not going to sing the rest of that. Some of you know there's music connected to these words there from Ecclesiastes 3. There may be a time for these types of things in life, but even Solomon recognized There are some things you shouldn't put off. I'm going to invite you to to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 with me. Because Solomon recognized in the end of this um, very profound reflection on life. Reflection on years that were wasted with foolishness. Solomon had advice for all of us as it relates to procrastinating. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Do it now. Don't procrastinate. Open up a Bible. Open up an app on your smartphone. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. It's in the Old Testament. After Psalms, Proverbs, you get to Ecclesiastes. Solomon started off his life so good, and then he let his wealth and women and and wisdom lead him down a path away from God for many, many years. 
But at the end of his life, he, he came back to God. And Ecclesiastes, in this powerful book, he has some powerful advice for us. We start in chapter 12 and verse 1. Remember when. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Said in more modern language, don't procrastinate about God until you're old. Seek God now, today, while you're young or while you're younger than you will be in the future for those who may not be quite as young. Remember now you're created in the days of your youth. Why? Solomon says, before the difficult days come. And the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. He, he recognizes that, that life doesn't get easier as you go along. You get more responsibilities and privileges as you become an adult, but life doesn't necessarily get easier. You have more things to deal with. And then as you continue on in your life, parts of your body start to break down. And he said, seek God now. And you know, sometimes I think that, that people put off God because they plan to come back to him. They just say, I just want to do my own thing for a while. But the sad reality is many people leave God intending to come back to him. And then in the future, they don't even want to because their choices have changed who they are and what they value. So Solomon says, no, 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 no. Right now, while you're young, or while you're younger than you will be, remember God now, before it gets any more difficult. Verse 2, while the sun and the light and the stars and the moon are not darkened. Darker days are ahead. It's like he's, he's hinting at. Troubles may come in the future. Seek God now before those things happen. And the clouds do not return after the rain. He's saying, before the clouds come back and the rain, uh, after the rainstorms, before that happens, seek your creator. Seek it before there's more gloom, before there are more difficulties in life. Verse 3, and in the day when the keepers of the house tremble. This is most probably a reference to the house of your body. What's that old song say? This old house once knew my children. This old house once knew my wife. Uh, and again, I won't sing the rest to you for those of you that know that old gospel song. But the song is a metaphor. The house is your body. Solomon says, before your body becomes weak, before you get old and frail, seek God. Seek God before the strong men bow down, before your posture is stooped, before your spinal column compresses and you used to be 6'1 and now you're 5'10. Before that happens, Solomon says, seek God. Seek your creator. Continuing on in verse 3, halfway down, it says, when the grinders cease because they're few. What do you think the grinders are? I've got some grinders right in here in my mouth. Before your teeth start falling out, seek God. Love the imagery here. And those that look through the windows grow dim. Before the windows of your eyes 
get dim, before your eyesight starts to fail, put God, your creator, as your top priority. Verse 4, when the doors are shut in the street and the sound of the grinding is low, when you can't go out and do the activities you used to do, when you can't hear the noises like you used to because your ears and your hearing is beginning to fail. Some of you are getting a little depressed right now because this may, this may sound all too familiar. But the good news is, if you're watching this broadcast, it's because you're already seeking your Creator. But Solomon's just reflecting on the reality of life. The stuff that he thought would make him happy early on in his life turned out to be a mirage. And the, thing that, the only thing that could make him happy, he realized late in life, was seeking God as his creator. Seeking after his God. Continuing on, second half of verse 4, when, this, when one rises up at the sound of a bird, Sometimes, even if our hearing goes, shrill, high-pitched sounds can still be quite annoying. Before that happens, seek your creator. And all the daughters of music are brought low. Um, Perhaps a reference to being able to participate in music. Uh, Your voice may not be able to sing like it used to. And you've heard some of the famous musicians, when they get old, their voice just doesn't quite have the capabilities that it used to have. Verse 5, also they are afraid of height and terrors on the way. You may not have the same arrogant confidence and boldness in life that, that you had when you were younger as you get older. You realize that there are more things to, to pay attention to and perhaps even be afraid of. When the almond tree blossoms, we have a lot of almonds here in Modesto. This is probably a reference to the hair. What color are almond blossoms? White. Before your hair goes gray and gets white, remember your creator. And the grasshopper is a burden, or, or in other translations it talks about the, the gait of the grasshopper dragging itself along. Before you can't walk like you used to. Or perhaps a reference to when the small things in life are a big challenge, unlike how they used to be. Seek the Lord. End of verse 5. For man goes to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Remember your creator, verse 6, before the silver cord is loosed, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher shattered at the fountain. These first two metaphors some have said it relates to the spinal cord and your skull. That may or may not be. Other commentators suggest this is a reference to uh, a type of lamp that would be hung in a house, a, a nice house, perhaps, from a silver cord before the light of your life goes out. And you can picture this nice lantern hanging from a nice cord in a house and the cord breaking or being loosed and the pitcher smashing the lantern smashing on the ground, the light of the life going out. The pitcher uh, at the fountain, in those cultures, you had to go get your water from the well, the communal well. And if you have no water, you have no life. Before you lose your life, seek and remember your creator. 
or the wheel broken at the well. Uh, excuse me, wheel, yeah, or the wheel broken at the well. And then verse seven, then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to God who gave it. When we die, our body, which was made from the earth, goes back to the earth. And the spirit, or the ruach in Hebrew, uh, which simply means the breath, the breath of God, the breath of life goes back to God. In fact, earlier in Ecclesiastes 9.5, it says that uh, the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. In death, it's asleep. Uh, in fact, Pastor Bradshaw in Hope Awakens has been talking about that. And he's continuing this, this idea today at 2 p.m., hopeawakens.org, talking about what happens when a person dies from the Bible. Solomon recognizes when we die, our bodies go back into the earth as we await that resurrection. And then he concludes, concludes kind of this poetry section in verse 8. He says, vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. He's written this book, and he, he hasn't said that, that life is completely devoid of meaning, but the things that we try to seek in life, money, wealth, fame, all of these things, trying to find happiness and meaning in them, they all pass away, and death reminds us that those things don't matter. And that the frustrations of this life in, in this world of sin, uh, it just it boils over when we think about death. The good news is, of course, we know that, that death is not the end for those who wait in Christ. There is that resurrection and that hope beyond. But if we haven't invested our life in things that are meaningful, then our life has not accomplished what it could. And so Solomon says, bringing back to verse 1, remember now. Don't procrastinate about the most important things. And then he concludes, look at verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Let me sum up everything I've learned, everything I've written about right here. He says, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. In other words, the most important thing he says is just follow God. Reverence God. Live a life before God and follow him. He realizes he would have been so much happier and had so much less baggage in his life if he had simply followed God all throughout his life. So to you and me today, Solomon, this wise man, concludes his book by reminding us to follow God. You can put off some things in life, but don't ever put off God. Perhaps today, God will bring things to your mind that you've been putting off. Maybe there's somebody you need to call today. Maybe there's someone that you need to text or get in touch with today and try to Check in on them. See how they're doing. Don't put it off. We never know what the future will hold. There's someone that is on your heart that you need to let them know that you care about them, that you love them, that you forgive them, or ask them to forgive you. There's no sense putting it off. You may not have opportunities in the future. Many of us that, that uh, have been laid off during this time period, you have more time to to 
to do those home projects that you've been procrastinating on. In a very practical level, take this message today and start doing something about the things that are important in your life that you've been putting off. But most importantly, as Solomon affirms, never put off spiritual decisions. A couple months ago, I was driving down the road just right over there on Claritina. All of a sudden, my car loses power. Had to pull off in that big, wide um, edge of the road next to Funworks. And I'm there, try to restart my car. It won't restart. Uh-oh, that's not a good thing. Don't know what to do. Well, I could call AAA, except that I had procrastinated on reapplying for AAA, so I didn't have any towing insurance. Ah, God, I just call a regular tow company. I have to pay their prices. So I find a tow company. Now I need to find a shop. Find a shop, get my, tar my, my car towed there. Long story short, it turns out you need to really pay attention to those things in your owner's manual about the timing belt maintenance. You really ought not procrastinate about that. Every 100,000 miles, get it done. And I was at about 200,000 miles, so I should have been on my second timing belt uh, change, and here I was now having to deal with a ruptured timing belt and all the other chaos that was caused in my engine compartment when that thing broke. My car was in the shop for over four weeks and I realized you should never put off important car maintenance. In the end, you're going to end up paying more money, more heartache, more trouble. And I realized at the end of the day, cars can get fixed. Cars can get replaced. But when it comes to your own heart, deferred maintenance in your heart is a far more serious issue. The simple message from Scripture today is don't defer maintenance in your heart. Remember now your Creator. In the days of your youth or in the days of your adulthood, before things change in your life, why not take some time with me right now to pray and remind God that you want to serve him with your whole heart. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful that you love us and have saved us. Uh, as long as we have accepted you into our life, into our hearts. Perhaps, Father, today you've brought things to our mind that we need to take care of. Perhaps there are things that... that that we need to, to have a chat with you about. Lord, let us not put those things off, but let us say yes to you today and follow through, and we will be grateful for it. Let everybody say, Amen. Have a blessed and happy Sabbath, and take care of those things on your list. You're going to feel so much better once you do. God bless.